and welcome to another edition of How Good Is Rugby League. Here we are, live from the Bondi Bunker, and I am joined... My name is Emmanuel Pankless, and I am joined, as always, by Michael Corbin. Emmanuel, we are two sleeps away from the start of the 2021 NRL season. Are you excited, Emmanuel? That would be an understatement, Michael. (laughs) I am absolutely thrilled with the prospect of Souths starting the season in Melbourne. I am excited about what this season will bring. I am intrigued about some of the off-season movements, and I am hopeful, hopeful that the latter predictions that I'm going to share with you shortly are accurate. I'm, I, you know what I'm more excited for? Now I don't have to go out on the weekends to feel like I have... Because I, 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 I used to have to fill that void that... Saturday, uh, Super Saturday left. Now I can sit at home and be comfortable knowing that my Saturday plans are taken care of, my Friday night plans are taken care of, and when I'm hungover on Sunday afternoon, I can sit and I can watch the Sunday afternoon game as well. It's great. And even Thursday nights have a meeting now. How good is it? It's so good. And, you know, the, the great thing is I actually have an excuse for avoiding people all weekend. Before, I, I, I didn't even have football and... <laughs> you know, podcasting and research purposes to fall back on. But now, you won't see me. Yeah, great. I've seen enough of you. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we've, we've said that the season is starting on Thursday night. Uh, why don't we go straight into it and give you a bit of a season preview and give you some predictions, and we will start with our ladder predictions. All right. Who's first? Why don't you give me your top eight? Okay, my top eight, I actually really struggled with, Corpse. I have a list of ten teams, ten teams that I feel could really genuinely play a role in the final series, and I'm just not quite sure, sorry, nine teams. I have nine teams that I feel could be there, and I'm just not quite sure how it's going to pan out. You know, you're a bit rusty at the end of the season. You, you forget how some of the teams played, what their form was like. Um, so, this is how we're going. My top four, Penrith, Souths, Melbourne, and Canberra. I don't know whether that is a surprising list of teams for the top four. I am I'm, I'm very similar. And then, to round it out, I've got... The Roosters, Parramatta, the Warriors will be playing semi-finals football in 2021, and Newcastle, by virtue of the facts they have to be there based on last year. I struggled with the Gold Coast. The Gold Coast, I was so torn, so, so torn between the Gold Coast and Newcastle and the Warriors, and I've decided the Gold Coast is out. Wow, okay. Well, look, ours ours is very similar. I do not have the Warriors playing semi-final football this year. I have the Gold Coast Titans in there. Now, my I think our, our, we were very similar at the top. I have, I have a little bit of bias here. I've gone Penrith, Souths, Canberra, the Roosters. Then I've gone Melbourne 5th, Titans 6th, Eels 7th. And Knights eighth. Okay, so substance. So the same top eight, except for that one. Titans, that one Warriors, change. Titans Warriors switch. Yep, yeah, Titans Warriors switch. Yeah. 
Okay, so we're in agreement about what this season's going to bring, who's going to perform, who's not going to perform. Yeah. Um, okay, so going to my bottom eight, obviously Gold Coast to start. And ninth, I've then got the Bulldogs, who I think will improve this year under coach Trent Barrett. I don't think all their problems will be solved, but I think signing um, some stars um, and, and, and sort of improving their roster, it's a starting point. I think they'll perform better. It, it won't be top eight worthy, but we will see an improvement in how they play um, with some new blood in the club. So I think the Bulldogs will be 10th. Uh, I then have the Broncos, who, uh, as we've discussed in this podcast many times, I just don't know if bringing back Kevy Walters is enough to change things for them. Um, I think they will probably put in a more respectable performance um, after last year's um, shenanigans, for want of a better word, but I just don't see them finishing any higher than that. And then I've gone the Tigers in 12th. Um, that's away from their traditional ninth spot. Um, I've then followed that up with a bottom four, uh, maybe tune out now, Dragons fans, a bottom four of Manly, Cronulla, St. George, and the Cowboys to finish with the wooden spoon. All right. Uh, look, um, our, our tenth place is the same, and that is it. Um, I have gone tenth dogs. I agree. I think there's going to be some improvement there. I've gone eleventh manly, um, despite the fact that they don't have a hooker at the moment on their roster, and Tom Trevojevic is going to be out for the first four weeks of a season or however long, and you know he's Unfortunately, there is a high probability that he's going to get injured again at some point this season. Uh, they've still got Daryl Terry Evans and Jake Trevojevic, who can win you games. Uh, Sirenin is good on the edge. And I just there's there's enough talent there for me to think that they won't be in the bottom four. Uh, I have gone the Sharks at 12th. Um, I have gone the Broncos at 13th. I have gone the Cowboys at 14th. I have gone the Tigers at 15th. And I love saying this <laughs> more oh than anything I will say on the rest of his <laughs> podcast all season. I have the Dragons finishing 16th and getting the wooden spoon. God, that would give me some joy. Wow. That is, that is crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Okay, so we agree on a few things here. We, we think that St. George are going to go backwards under a new coach. Uh, we think that Cronulla are going to go backwards after their um, very indifferent season. They finished eighth last year with a for and against of zero. So, yeah. you know, they're... they're, they're look, their, be their best player is Sean Johnson, who's going to be out for the first 10 weeks of the season, possibly with that Achilles tear. So, you know, he was... He, he led the league in tries his for the majority of the season last year. He was creating all their offense down that right side, and he's not there. I just I don't see where the points are going to come. You can't rely on Matt Moylan being healthy all season. Yeah, definitely. And then the other one we both agree going backwards this year is the Tigers. Just not enough in the recruitment stakes. Um, the rule changes, though. Michael Maguire does always have very fit teams. Rule changes um, may assist them. I just don't think there's enough there. They've got the new captain, uh, James Tamo, he's got grand final experience, um, but I just don't think it's enough for them. Yeah, they lost one massive piece, though. They have. Yeah. They have. Harry Grant. They have. He's, got, he's, he's, he's gone. He's gone. He was, and, and that was huge for them. Um, the other thing is 
uh, James Roberts has gone there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's James Roberts has gone there, and I just don't know how good a fit that is. And that's not the the player you want to be spending your money on. Yeah, exactly. And Dewey's out for the first week of the season. You've got Dane Laurie playing fullback, who he's played a couple games for the Panthers, but he's mostly unproven. And I just don't think Moses Mbai is a first grade five eight. I think he fits a role in first grade somewhere. I just don't think he's a five eight. All yeah. right. So that's our ladder prediction. So you have the Penrith Panthers winning the minor premiership. But who do you have in the grand final and who do you have winning it? Uh, my grand final is 1v2. I have Penrith playing Souths and I have Souths to win it. You ready for mine? Ready. I have Canberra Raiders versus the South Sydney Rabbitohs. With South to win it. Oh, my God. Kiss of death. Cancel the season. That's it. If we've got the Roosters on side, we know there's problems. What, what is going Michael, are you okay? Uh, look, I've Do looked, you have I've some looked, sort of enlightening over the offseason? I've looked at the team. I've looked at the team. I like what they're doing. I've seen the, I saw the Charity Shield performance. Yes, it was a trial. But I think they have what it takes to do it this year. And, you know, that's... A year of Latrell, another year of Latrell playing fullback. Uh, another year of Latrell playing fullback, getting more comfortable with that role. He looks fit. He looks quick. Um, I'm yeah. Jai Arrow is going to bolster that forward pack. I think. I think it's. I I hate saying it, but I think Souths are going to be the favourites going into this season. I think recruitment has been quite smart. Uh, we've got some handy pickups. We've picked up some experience. Uh, we've faltered three consecutive seasons in that second last game of the season. We've lost three prelims in a row. Uh, we've picked up some premiership experience in Benji. We've picked up some grand final experience in Mansoor. We've picked up some origin experience. So these are big game in Jai Arrow. So we've got big game players coming through. Mind you, Penrith, um, I, we both agree they're going to be up there. Um, and I think that they are primed. They will be seeking revenge. But you mentioned Canberra. Yeah. I, Josh Hodgson's going to be back, which I think was a big loss for them last year. I They're just a really tough team. And I think a year of not having to travel to Campbelltown and you know not having to face Cameron Smith in the storm might help them. Um, I, I like the Canberra Raiders this year as well. And I just think that... In that in that semi final, I think the Canberra can just muscle over Penrith a little bit with their big forward pack. Yeah, it's gonna be. And I I love how that despite whatever's going on in Melbourne, we we all agree that Melbourne will somehow feature. Oh, they're gonna be they they're gonna be in the top four or five. I think like they're they're if if you have a coach like Bellamy, you're gonna be competitive. Yeah. Yeah, just remarkable. And um, his future at the club will be an interesting sub-narrative to 2021. Uh, What's going to happen? Where will he go? Um, We're going to find out mid-year about the 17th team potentially. Will he be linked to it? Will Wayne Bennett be linked to it? Um, It's going to be very interesting to, to see where that goes this year. Yep, agreed. We've both got the Eels dropping down a little bit. Yeah, uh, I had them seventh. I think you had them sixth. Yeah, that's correct. Um, just the the lack of uh, 
end of season form is it's turned me off them a little bit. Last year we had them both both of us had them winning the premiership, uh, well, being uh, minor premiers and being a really good shot to win the premiership. Um, I am off them this year. Um, I just I need to see Mitchell Moses perform in big games for me to trust them. Yeah, we've had the same discussions the last. Well, on the podcast last year, but off off the podcast before that as well. Uh, Parramatta just lack a bit of grunt. Um, and we, we saw it last year. I just think that they played some games uh, where they were just caught with their pants down. They had no plan B. They had no knowledge of how to get out of a situation that they didn't like and how to manage that. And, and that is the big thing this year for them because they've had all the hype the last couple of years. They've dropped out in, in straight sets Um and that they just can't seem to to go to that next level. And I, I think that's going to be the big challenge for them this year. They should have more experience. Mitchell Moses has now played in enough of these games. He's not a junior player. He's on big money and he needs to step up for his team. Um, and the coach probably needs to perform as well. He needs to get them to that next, next level um, because he's just been there for so long. And there's only so long that you will survive without results and improvement and para has been stagnant the last couple of seasons how they've performed i agree uh brad arthur is definitely on the hot seat uh but we probably won't see that come to fruition unless they they do lose again in the finals without being competitive you know uh, last couple last year they they made a, a little bit of a comeback against south Clint Gufferson really tried his best to carry that team on his back. Yeah. But it wasn't enough. And yeah, if they have an early exit from the finals, I I can't see him keeping his job past the end of the season. Yeah. And but you know, and I, I know that they were coming off that game um, against Para when against uh, Melbourne when they came in to play Souths in the finals. But you know, Souths were limping into the finals. They were stretched. They were playing from the bottom half of the comp of the eight. And Para were at home, and I just think they're going to be a story this year, um, regardless of how they perform, because it's one of those seasons where if they have a down season, there's, there's going to be a lot of question marks. I agree. Yeah. Um, okay, next question for you. Who have you got winning the Dalian medal? Oh, Jack Whiten. No. <laughs> uh, look, it's a very good question, and... I actually think, and I know, I'm not trying to reciprocate some sort of favour to you, Corbs, but I, I actually think that um, Harry Grant will win the Dallium this year. Okay. I, I, I have gone a Melbourne player. I have not gone Harry Grant. Okay. Purely because he's going to miss the first four weeks of a season. Ah, you've gone Munster. I have gone Cameron Munster. Yes. I think he is primed for a monster season. We know how good he is. He's... One of the most dangerous players in the NRL, especially when he, he gets on these streaks where it's almost impossible to tackle him. Yeah. And I just think with more responsibility in that team, he's going to be really hard to chase down in this Dalian race. Yeah. Anyone else, any other players you think could be in the running for it? Any any sort of early picks? So Nathan Cleary would have to be up there. Nathan Cleary will be up there. Whiten will be up there. I think Tedesco will be up there. Um, Latrell? It depends. Latrell, Benji? No, not Benji. <laughs> it depends if Latrell's consistent enough. Yeah. That's that's Latrell's big thing. I don't 
Cook Cook could be there. Sousa on a bit of a roll. Damien Cook's going to be high. Uh, Tamalolo will always get points just because of what he does for the Cowboys. David Fafita? No. No, I don't Big think... Big Tino? I, I don't think... I don't think Fafita. I don't think Tino. If anyone from the Titans, it might be Brimson. Yeah. Yeah. Um... It's very hard for a forward to win it now. It is. So much of the game and so much of the scoring relies on your playmakers creating for other people, and they're the people who normally get the nods. Yeah. Well, so, except, for, except for hookers. But like, except for hookers. Yeah. But for the most, like, hookers are part of the spine. Of the yeah. It's no, normally definitely. someone from the spine. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think Munster's in with a real good chance this year, and I think he's going to put his foot, foot down and really, really carry Melbourne this year. Yeah. I agree. I, I that if um, Grant and Munster really get their combination to going, it'll, it'll just be like uh, watching the Melbourne of old, but just with different names there. If they can get it together, it'll just be um, something special. The, diff- the difference with Harry Grant and Cameron Smith, though, is Cameron Smith was such a great playmaker. He was basically he was basically a halfback at the at the hooking role, which Harry Grant is not. Harry Grant's a better runner of the ball. Yeah, obviously younger legs, a uh, bit of. He's a better defender, but he's not going to take... So things like kicking and playmaking is going to have to fall on Munster a bit more now. And that's where I think the leap happens. Yeah. But to be honest, I'm actually really excited to see the the style of football that Melbourne play. Because I feel like it has been a tad restricted based on the fact that you've got a 50-year-old playing hooker for you. And, it, and, it, and they play a particular style of game that obviously plays to his strengths. But now... With a younger and faster team, uh, without Cam, I, I just think that they, their game is going to be so interesting to watch, and and I think it's going to be a bit of a challenge for other teams that are sort of used to that Melbourne style. Yeah. And with Munster taking more and more control of the team, it's going to be um, an increasing style of ad lib footy. Yeah, I agree. It was it used to be so methodical. Cameron Smith was so methodical, slowed the game down, played at his pace, and then they pounce. Whereas now you get more dummy half runs. Uh, a lot more breaks, and someone like Pappenhausen could really capitalise on that just because he's so blinding fast. All right. Is there uh, any news that we should hit on for the week? Anything that's uh, hitting the headlines? Oh, footy's in the headlines, Corbs. How good is that? It's, it's just it's just back. We're talking about games. It's Teamless Tuesday. We're talking about football. We're about to give our tips. How good is it? It is. Uh, there's one thing I do want to touch on. Uh, it is in the news cycle a lot. Uh, it's Joseph Suwali. Oh, yeah. Just quickly, do you think he should be allowed to play? I think I know your answer. I want to know why he should be allowed to play. Why, why, why do we make an exception for him? And, and where do we draw the line on the discretion? And why can't he wait like everyone else has had to wait? I mean, the rule was increased to 18 years of age. Um, what are the reasons for changing it other than he's very talented, he plays for the Roosters, the Roosters' stocks are a bit depleted. I mean, if he's, regardless of whether he's 17 or 18 years of age, he's clearly got a long future ahead of him in the NRL, and we will all get to experience him. Does it matter whether he plays now or whether he plays in, or when is it mid-year, he'd be allowed to play? It's It's August where he turns 18. Now... I I don't really care if he plays or not. I don't think we he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna crack our first grade squad. He might straight like he'll be on the bench. He's not gonna be starting for us. Yeah. Right. But 
I think one of the reasons why the NRL may be leaning towards letting him play, and it won't be round one, he hasn't been named in the 21, I think the reason why the NRL will be leaning that way is because this kid is a prodigy. There's a lot of hype around his name, right? People want to watch him. And when people want to watch him, it means that the NRL is missing out on dollars when they're not playing him. Oh, and yeah. they're missing out on viewers. I think, I think that might be one of the bigger reasons. Unfortunately, that comes with playing for a team like the Roosters where people, people watch the Roosters on TV, right? And they're going to draw in viewers, especially if someone of his caliber and his, uh, his esteem and someone so hyped is playing, it's going to draw people to games that aren't normally watched. I think, I think that's the main reason. And I don't necessarily agree with that. I believe, though, he did carve it up for Norths. He did. He did. Um, and played absolutely up to the expectation and the hype. But, Corbs, I'm painting a picture for you. It's round three. It's Friday night. It's the 26th of March. Two old rivals are playing. Both established in 1908. Does the NRL allow that week for Joseph Suwali to play his first first-grade game against Souths? Against the team that he was stolen from? Correct. It wouldn't surprise me if they did. If yeah. they did. It would not surprise me if they did. And if I, it gets yeah. bums on seats, they're going to do it, right? Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's the underlying thing for this whole this whole scenario. Yeah, and I'm not a fan of it, and I'm even less of a fan that that's the reason for it. Yeah, I because, agree. I completely agree. Because he's going to play, and he's going to get his opportunity, but if they're cynical enough to do it for ratings and cash and, and everything else that comes with it, it's a lot of pressure on a 17-year-old, and then at the back end of the career, that sort of stuff, when things go a bit wayward with players, those things and that exposure and, and being exposed to, to media and to hype and all that at a young age, it comes back to bite you. Yeah, it can. It can. And you, you just hope that an organisation can kind of steer you away from that. But yeah, I, I, I just don't think it's necessary for the Roosters to play him this early. Look, we're in a bit of a weird year where we're semi-rebuilding, semi-not. We're not sure where our halves are going to be come middle of the season. At the moment, it's Lachlan Lamb starting... Uh, will it be Sam Walker? Will Sawali come into the team at some point? There's Billy Smith, who's uh, injured at the moment, but might come in halfway through the season. We've got an aging roster, but then there's some young players coming through. So it's, it's a bit of a, a bit of a weird year for the Roosters. But yeah, I so I don't think I don't think there's necessarily a rush to bring him in straight away. Yeah. All right. Should we get into round one tips, Emmanuel? Let's do it. All right. Why don't we? Why don't you kick us off with your tip? Thursday night, down in Melbourne, opening the NRL season, Melbourne Storm versus the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Emmanuel, who are you picking? Um, any other year, Michael, for this game, I would tip Melbourne. Our success in Melbourne is absolutely horrendous. We have never, ever won there. Um, but having said that, I feel that this is the year to do it. It's a statement. It's a round one. Both teams are fresh. Both teams have players out due to injury. Um, Knight is out for Souths, and your boyfriend, Harry Grant, is out for the Storm. Um, and Fanukin's out too, I believe. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be an especially... It's not going to be a, a you know a late-in-the-season style game, but... Um, I think it, everyone will sort of measure each other up very quickly. 
Um, I expect Souths to win. Yeah, I... Ugh. There's, there's the stat that I, but, I, told, I told but you last year. Underestimate Melbourne at your peril. I I told you this stat last year in round one. Do you remember it? Craig Bellamy was 17 and 0 in the first round of the season. 17 and 0. Never lost. And guess what he did last guess what they did last year? Tell me. They won. So now they're 18 and 0 in the first round of the season under Craig Bellamy. Mm-hmm. So I'm going Melbourne. Just off that stat. Just off that stat alone. In Melbourne. I don't want to discount South. So I think they're a great team. I think it's going to be a really tight game. I just think in Melbourne. They have had a whole off season to prepare for this one game. They're going to come out. And they're going to be firing. And I think Melbourne can get it done. Are there any other constant factors in those 18 seasons that have been removed? Yeah. But. Craig Bellamy's still there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, yeah. we'll split on that one. Yeah, we'll split. Uh, next game, we have the Newcastle Knights versus the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. Uh, Corbs, before we continue, might I just remind all listeners that you can play along at home by joining our tipping comp this season? We'll give you the details a bit later in the in the episode. Yes, and we're, we're already we, first game of the season, and they're already going to be one out of one or none out of one, depending on who they follow. Challenging, eh? I know, right? If you, look, if you if you if you listen last year, you know who to follow. <laughs> Let's continue. Knights versus Bulldogs, Friday, six PM. Who you got? Newcastle. Yeah, I think so as well. Uh, no Ponga, but uh, I just think the inexperience in the halves for the Dogs. It's going to be Kyle Flanagan and Jake Avarillo. Uh and just the Knights pack is is strong. Their back line is. A little depleted, but I just think they're they're still too talented to let the Bulldogs beat them in the opening round of the competition. Correct. And then um, Friday night, Suncorp Stadium. Wow. Surprised by that one. Uh, And then Brisbane are playing Parramatta. Brisbane hosting Parramatta. The old boys are back in charge at Brisbane. Michael, will it be enough? No, not at all. Uh, Eels should get this done. And if people want to take the Eels seriously, they should win this. They've had their number the last couple of years as well, so I am I am backing the Eels. They started out really strong last year as well, so I think the Eels are going to start the season well. And how do we expect Milford and Croft to perform in the halves? Um, I don't... I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I honestly... Last year, was I, I, there was nothing there. Can you blame Seabold completely? I don't know. Milford wasn't great last year. Milford needs to be better for the money that he's on. And if the Broncos are to improve, Milford has to improve. Yeah. And I think having someone like Walters there, he might actually contribute more to the development of the halves um, as opposed to Seabold, who I just don't think had the experience to be able to do that. The other thing is Payne Haas is out for the first four weeks of the competition. So and they've lost David And they've Fafita. lost David Fafita. So yeah. a lot of their forward... A lot of their go forward in the middle is just missing. So Eels for me, they should do it comfortably. Uh, next game, we have the Warriors versus the Titans, the teams that we are not sure of on who's going to make the, the eight. This might give us a bit of a clearer picture. I know it's the first game of the season, but who have you got? Uh, I'm going for the Warriors. They made Central Coast a bit of a fortress last year. 
uh, and they will do play out of Australia again this year. New coach Nathan Brown, um, a bit more presence to the side now that they've got Phil Gould within the organisation too. I think the Gold Coast will be um, pretty impressive too. They've, they've got some massive names there. In that. Look at that forward pack. David Fafita, Big Tino, Proctor, uh, Mitch Rain, Wallace and Fotuakai. And then, you know, it's, it's a very impressive team. But I just think that um, the Warriors, um, who have some impressive players of their own, including Bailey Sirinan, I think they'll be too good in this one. How about yeah, you, Corbs? I've gone the Titans. I think the Titans are the real deal this year. Uh, Jamal Fogarty, what he did for them last year, allowed Ash Taylor to just play free football. And I really think that the Titans are going to be a force this year. That forward pack is so strong. Uh, David Fafita can just break break the line at any point in the game and run for a 70-metre trial, which very few forwards can do. Um, yeah, they're, they're much improved. Their back line is a lot stronger. AJ Brimson's coming in of a season healthy. And, yeah, I'm, I'm going to Titans. Uh, Warriors are also not playing in New Zealand, obviously, uh, due to border restrictions. So, yeah, it's not technically a home game for them. Okay, so 5.30 Saturday, the Roosters host Manly at the Sydney Cricket Ground. I'm backing the Roosters in this one. I, I think that they're probably going to be lacking a bit of leadership at the front without Cordner, um, who is out for half the season. Um, but I, I expect the Roosters to get it done against a Manly side that does not have Tom Trebojevic and has Dylan Walker playing at fullback. Yeah, under Robbo, the Roosters have won only one opening round. It's not a game that we normally care too much about. But Manly just don't seem like they have enough this year. They, like I said earlier, they don't really have a hooker. It's Lachlan Croker at the moment. Um, Kieran Foran is back in at 5'8 for them. Uh, pairing up again, pairing once again with Daly Cherry Evans. But I just, yeah, the Roosters have too much talent for me to tip against them. I, sh- I can't do it. I, I Every year I say that you shouldn't bet against the Roosters in round one, but then I look at it and I'm like, they have the better team. So I'm going to tip the Roosters. Yeah, uh, it's going to take a bit for me to be convinced with Manly this year. I found them quite underwhelming last year. Um, they had some, they just, they've, this was predicted when Cherry Evans signed the long deal. Um, it takes up a chunk of the salary cap. And you got him and the Trebojeviches, and if they're not in, then the team really will struggle. And Hasler's an excellent coach, um, no doubt about it, but uh, he's going to have to really string a lot of wins together before I'm convinced to tip Manly. Agreed. Okay, Saturday night, 7.30, we have the Panthers versus the Cowboys. Uh, last year's uh, runners-up, the Panthers. Versus last year's biggest disappointments in the Cowboys. Uh, I think the Broncos would take that (laughs) title, but we can beat the Dipper. Um, Yeah, this one's not too hard for me. I'm going the Panthers. I think they should walk all over the Cowboys in Penrith. Um, Look, Todd Payton was really good for the Warriors last year, but I just don't think this... This Cowboys squad has enough. Valentine Holmes uh, was brought in to play fullback and has already been shifted to the wing for the first game of the season. So 
that experiment is not planning out so well at the moment. Yeah. For me, like I, I just gave you my ladder. I just gave you my ladder before, and I had Penrith finishing first and the Cowboys finishing last. So I mean, I think Penrith are probably only going to lose five games this year. They're not going to lose round one at Penrith Stadium against the Cowboys. No, not at all. Um, that's a very strong side. It's got a lot of experience. They've played well together. Uh, it's a coach that knows what is not knows what he's doing against a coach who's going to be working out his team for a little while. So, again, like Manly, I'm not tipping the Cowboys in a hurry. Yeah, and look, the the, the Panthers team is also mostly unchanged from last year. The yeah. only the only loss is Tarmel, really. Yeah. Um, who look, he's a veteran presence in the middle, but he's also he's also getting up there in age. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sunday afternoon, 4 p.m. A bit of an old rivalry here. We have the uh, Canberra Raiders in Canberra versus the West Tigers. Should be should be a good game in Canberra. The Canberra faithful get out for this game. Should be a full house, full crowd there. There's the restrictions in Canberra, I believe. Yep, Channel yeah. Nine game. Yeah. Um, Raiders at home, which they did not start last season at home. They nope. they want to make the most of all their uh, GIO games. Who you got, Corbs? Canberra in an easy one for me. Uh, they're the better team, and at home, Sunday afternoon. That's where. They tend to just decimate teams that are below them. What do you, What do you think of the Tigers this year? Is this a big year for Michael Maguire, or do, like I know he's just sort of been given I, an extension, but honest, is this a sort of a I don't know if he's a good coach after this year kind of year for him? I, honestly, honestly, I think his recruiting has let him down. Yeah, because this team is not built to win. I'm sorry. At the moment, like they don't have a five eight. They don't really have, Jacob Little has there's been a lot of promise, but he's never been able to stay healthy. Uh, they've got their their spine is just all over the place. I don't love their back line. I don't love their forward pack. There's just not much I like about this team. So yeah, I I just think that recruitment wise they've been let down. I think Dane Laurie could be a little bit of a spark plug for them. Yeah, the, that late switch that they got him from Momorowski. Um, so hopefully he can shine a little bit. Uh, in that fullback role, but yeah, I, I really, they're just going to be a middling team like always, the Tigers. I think they're not, not going to be anything special, and they're probably going to be worse than that. Yeah, it's one of those uh, chicken and the egg kind of things where you need to win to attract good players, but to attract good players, you need to win. And I think that the Tigers just get stuck in the middle and then pick up players like James Roberts, who are just, yeah. Um, but you know, another Luke Brooks, um, we talk about every year. He's, he's got a lot of experience now. He needs to take control of the team and and he showed patches of, of it last year where he could do it, but it's just getting that consistency. I think Tarmel is really good for them, but but you need like four or five players with his level of experience there in all different positions. Like, um, but yeah, I I like Alex Twell. I like Luke Garner, but yeah, there's just not. There's not enough experience there yep. to, to bring them over the hump. Yeah, and Raiders uh, will be Bateman-free, and I think given how his contract saga played out, that's probably a good thing. Yeah, Raiders will be missing Corey Harawir and Naira and Corey Horsburgh, though, for the first round. Correct. Due to that uh, DY charge that they both got. So, yeah, they will be missing. Um, they'll probably slide into the spot next week, but even still. 
Raiders for me in an easy one. And then, jeez, oh rough last game of the round. Um, don't know how much attention I'll be paying to this one, unfortunately. Um, we have the uh, Southern Derby. Yep. Dragons versus the Sharks. Who you got? Cronulla. Yeah. I'm not... <laughs> yeah. I'm not rushing to tip St. George at all this year. I'm not rushing to tip Cronulla but either, but I don't, it, I don't really have a choice. It's not a bad team. Yeah. It's not bad. It's just... Yeah, look, Ramian, fine. Moylan can have his day. Apparently, he's been training the house down. Like, every player has this off-season. Chad Townsend is a If they're not training the house down, why do you want them in your team? Yeah, honestly... That's I'll, what they have to do. They meant to... They're, they're, they actually get paid to train and to play. I would love for a report to come out being like, yeah, he came into the training, just, just wasn't doing it for us. You never hear that. No. Um, for your star players. But honestly, obviously some of them do it because yeah. every... Like, you know... Half the teams lose every week, so they obviously didn't train that well. Look, Wade Graham is in his team, and any team with Wade Graham can be somewhat competitive in most games because he's an absolute spark plug and does absolutely everything on the field. But, yeah, look, there's, there's some experience in this team. Sharks are going to be fine. I just don't think they're anything special, and they should get the job done against this. This is Dragons team, which yeah. is a bit of a bit of a mess. But you look at some of these, you know, you look at these team lists, and you actually forget about off-season movements. So, Aiden Tolman and Connor Tracy both lining up for Cronulla. I forgot about them. Um, Jack Bird's up against his old club. That'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, it's not a great game, is it? No, no, not at all. And Corey Norman's out suspended. And McInnes is done for the season with an ACL tear. I don't think they'll be rushing him anytime, rushing him back anytime soon. I don't think he'll be rushing back anytime soon either. No, I don't think so either. No. He's, he's, yeah, not at all. And you know, Dragons are notorious. I, Andrew Ferguson on Twitter, he's fantastic. If you don't follow him, uh, he actually put up a a couple of weeks ago. A week ago, he put up a. What would what would the table look like for the last twenty years if like you only took the first four games of the season, and for the and the last four games of the season, you would not get. I, I bet you you can guess who is second in first four games of the season. St George. St George. So they're normally really good in the first couple of weeks of the season, and then something happens and they capitulate and they somehow miss the top eight. But this year I just think it's going to be bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I, yeah, I'm going Cronulla. I mean, I don't have much confidence in in these two teams this year. I know we have a lot of Dragons fans and a couple of Cronulla fans that listen to this podcast. Please keep listening, but I'm I'm sorry to disappoint you. Yeah, yeah uh, look, I'm not I'm not gonna pull my punches when I'm talking about the Dragons. I never have, um, and apparently some people still want to listen to me talk about them. So good on them. We're done. We're okay. Round one. So let's recap, and yep. then you can tell us about the tipping comp corpse. All right. Okay. So Thursday night, you've gone for Melbourne. Yep. And I'm tipping Souths. Uh, we've both gone Newcastle to beat the Bulldogs. Yep. Uh, we've both gone Para to win in Brisbane. Um, I'm tipping the Warriors, and you're tipping the Gold Coast, who are, I quote, the real deal. Uh, we've both gone the Roosters to beat Manly at the Cricket Ground, and Penrith to beat. 
the Cowboys at Panthers Stadium. Uh, and then we've both gone Canberra to beat the Tigers in Canberra. And in the Derby, we expect Cronulla to get the chocolates. Yeah, I'm expecting some rough football this weekend. Always the first round of the season. There's not much finesse. There's a lot of drop balls. But it's normally a more open game. Defences are nowhere near as in sync as they would be later in the season. So it's always really fun these first few games. You get to see who's going to be good, who's going to be bad. There's going to be an upset in this week. One of the one of these games, one of those ones where we're like, it's a sure thing. I, I can almost guarantee that one of them will be an upset. Um, so it's always fun to watch and see which team uh, capitulates in the opening round of the season. Uh, and like Emmanuel said, if you want to tip against Emmanuel and I, and go up against two self-proclaimed experts. Um, you you have the chance to this year. How, how good is rugby league is running a tipping competition. It is on the official NRL tipping website. So tipping.nrl.com. If you go to our Instagram page or our Twitter, you will find the, the pin code that you need to join our league. It's open to anyone. Which I will provide you right now. There we go. 5JYH. 4CRM. There it is. And again, it's posted on our Twitter and our Instagram. We, we, we will repost it. I'll have a shot at beating Emmanuel. Good luck against me. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't realize this is Michael Corbin's comedy hour. Yeah. Welcome. Um, but yeah, we are doing that this year um, just for fun, guys. Yeah. Um, and as always, Thank you for listening to us and follow us on our socials. Tell your friends about us. Rate, review, like, subscribe. Get around us on Twitter at HowGoodIsRL. Get us get around us on Instagram at HowGoodIsRugbyLeague. Uh, we are available on all good podcasting platforms. Yep. And uh, we will leave you with week one with our signature sign-off. Emmanuel, how good is rugby league? How good is rugby league? Thanks, guys.